Welcome back to the program, everyone. I'm sitting here today with Maria Tan. Maria, thank you for being part of the program. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Miguel. Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the work you're doing, let them know about yourself. So my name is Maria. I'm known as the business coach for Misfits and the creator of the Manifest and Multiply Money Map. Now, before coaching, I was in consulting and I have helped more than a thousand leaders across the globe to create a brand, to create a success in their own way. And I know we hear that a lot, right? And I'm sure this this short uh, video will, will go through what it really means. So that's just me. You started selling trinkets at the age of six. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we talk about the the entrepreneur mindset, the entrepreneur spirit. You had it very early on. Is this is this something that your parents or your circle nourished? How do how you start? How do you start selling trinkets at the age of six? (laughs) Well, well. Well, I am from a family of entrepreneurs, but the the trinket route wasn't because it was encouraged. Mm -hmm. It was more of, you know, I was the only girl in my, you know, among my cousins and Mm -hmm. we would be taken to arcades, you know, back then, you know, you, you put those coins and now it's different but back then you have those coins and you play games and you have the tickets come out and Mm -hmm. for me I love that feeling of ding 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 you know that kind of the 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 tickets coming out and everybody like every every cousin will have our own budget for Mm -hmm. our coins right but I'm a girl, everybody's a boy. So Mm -hmm. they'd be playing basketball and they'd be playing like, I don't know, this motorcycle and these cars. And you know, those games are much longer, right? And I wasn't interested in that. The only thing that I was interested in was getting tickets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking at what is the the game that would give me the most tickets. And I found this game that's like, I don't know, I, I don't even know what it's called. But, you know, there's like a light going around. And then mm-hmm. once you hit the jackpot, it's like 100 tickets. Mm-hmm. But that's really fast, right? Because, you know, it's a really, it's that's where you, you, you go hit and miss. It's either you get one ticket, five tickets, 10 tickets, or the jackpot, right? Sometimes 100, yeah. sometimes 500. But because it's all about that hit that slap and just imagine right Miguel my 10 tokens are gone so fast (laughs) when you're kids nobody cares right okay well you you finished your coins your budget that's that's on you that's not on Mm -hmm. us we don't care there and you know I'm just there sitting on the you know on the sidewalk and I'm like Mm -hmm. really really feeling bad about myself and I started looking at I mean uh, we were millennials so it's a different time back then right Mm -hmm. like I'd have these gifts from my mother's friends, you know, my big family and that I didn't like. So I started selling them. <laughs> you know, I started selling them so I'd have enough coins to buy my tokens for arcades. And, you know, by, by the time I'm done, my cousins are done too. Everybody's happy, right? Like, I, <laughs> because nobody's going to give me. So, I mean, going to mindset, right? As a child, for me, business was really about opportunity. It was mm-hmm. opportunity. It was exchange. That's it. It's as simple as that. There's a demand. Mm-hmm. There's a supply. At that time, I don't have any supply of tokens. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big demand of, you know, I really want to enjoy my, my time here. And then I go home. I see those trinkets. I don't, I see those dolls. I don't see those stationery. And you know how, how elders are, right? They try to give you the things they think right. you should 
Right. And you, you hate them. So, you know, like, so I just started, <laughs> I had supply of things that, and uh, it's, so it's really that, that kind of um, sense. It wasn't, it may be on one end, maybe it is in my blood, but on the other end, it was just, for me, I'm just the person that goes for what I want from young. And I found a way to get my tokens and enjoy my time and get my tickets too. So obviously at the age of six, the focus is tokens. <laughs> but, but how do we turn this? How do we turn this into 18-year-old Maria who is now consulting businesses? Because oftentimes, you know, individuals, regardless if they're old or young, they have the idea of I can't consult, I can't lead, I can't coach. How do you get to that point that you're now consulting other individuals on being able to accomplish their goals? I started consulting actually a uh, company, not mm-hmm. not individuals. Okay. So back then, like, uh, you know, um, my because I was still a student, right? So mm-hmm. my market was students, students, mm-hmm. my classmates, the teachers, everybody knew me in my school. Um, and then, of course, I, I also um, supplied the local grocers with dried confectionery goods from Thailand back then. So that was what I was doing. So um, in the summer, guess what? I don't have sales. Anyone <laughs> to sell to, right? So anyway, one of the family, like my my mom, my parents' uh, friend, she owns this um, retail company, so FMCG. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was supplying like uh, bags. So bags. She has her own brand. She's supplying like the top uh, uh, malls. And uh, at first, she needed an encoder. You know, back it, it was the start of digitization, right? The mm-hmm. very very start. So this was like. In the, in the early 2000, 1999, maybe 2000. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. Like I was encoding. And then, you know, um, I was young. Of course, I'm faster than everybody. But, you know, like it's it's like yeah. just imagine, ask your five-year-old niece or nephew to, to do something on the computer. Mm-hmm. and They're much faster than you, right? So I was faster. And then later, I think I was moved now to accounting. And I started looking at timekeeping and all these sheets. And then I started now. Um, I think my aunt was blown away, uh, like, with, with what I was able to do. And when when school started again, she asked me to come every week. So she said, okay, I'll have the driver pick you up. Uh, I want you to consult with us on, let's say, like at that back, back then I was very good at gaps. Like what mm-hmm. is, you know, like at that time their sales was down. And the, the one that I, the, the one thing I saw that contributed to lowered sales was their, their employees were unmotivated. So they'd be coming because I was looking at their timesheet, mm-hmm. right? And all the time, like I think maybe 80% of the timesheets across the whole nation, like I would look at mm-hmm. everybody's timesheets. Everybody was late, two minutes, mm-hmm. three minutes. And I know it sounds like so small, right? Two minutes and three minutes. But for me, it shows it tells a lot of stories. So there's so that that way, like my my aunt was saying, you know, I want kind of like I want you. I want a fresh perspective, maybe a younger perspective even. So I started doing that. So it was actually way before 18, maybe like 14 or 15. Wow. Back then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, she, of course, she knows my background Mm -hmm. in selling and buy and sell from, you know, it's a small community. Right, right. So she knew all that. When we talk about the entrepreneur spirit and the CEO mindset, oftentimes, you know, we're, we may 
elevate our thought to the Fortune 500 people uh, or Fortune 500 companies. And it's like, well, I'm obviously not going to be on the Forbes list, right? So, so then it's like, well, I don't have the CEO mindset, but, but it, it seems to be that the CEO mindset is much more simpler because a six-year-old had it, an 18-year-old have it. And so how do we explore and develop the CEO mindset? And I suppose the better question is, what the heck is it? So let's start with the idea of the CEO mindset, mm -hmm. right? If you think of, let's say, any top or look at the Fortune 500, mm -hmm. what is their focus on a daily basis? They're not focused on the limitations. They're not focused on the cost. They're focused on their desires. So they're focused on what am I creating? What do I want? And I think society has told us not to dream. Right. Oh, don't be a dreamer. You know, you won't see it, et cetera. So if you, the one word that separates the CEO mindset and the employee mindset is the word limit. For an employee mindset, it's very limited to the task at hand. Oh, that's not my job. Why should I do this? That's not my job. But it, the CEO mindset is so focused on what it wants to create. There's no limit. It's more of, uh, I remember who is this? Jeff Bezos. It was a, yeah, Jeff Bezos, who wanted to the one day, same day delivery with Amazon. And mm -hmm. everybody on his board was like, no way. But Jeff Bezos was just focused on how do we do it? I'm sure everybody, because at the end of the day, you know, I think it's like, I think in entrepreneurship, it's always who has the most conviction, not necessarily passion. Because passion can easily, I, I think, I see it as a fire. It can easily be, uh, you know, killed. Mm -hmm. Like a naysayer, a troll can kill your spirit very fast. Mm -hmm. But if you're so committed to that idea that you want to birth, whatever that is, that idea, the world, the new vision that you have, it is possible. Because you're not looking for the limits. You're only looking for how can we make it work. Mm. You're not looking for any reason why it will fail. And mm -hmm. of course, there are reasons. Don't get me wrong. There are reasons. And that's why I think a CEO always needs to have a good COO to, to balance it out, to, to keep everything in check. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we kind of like really want to look at what where are we focused? Where are we going? And for me, all like I've coached so many people and all of them, will come and tell me, Maria, I know what I want. But when I ask them to articulate that, I can guarantee you, they don't know how to, they, they realize I didn't even know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Because that, that concept they have in their mind is something like, you know, I just want to be paid to be me. I just want, I don't know, X amount. I just want to, to, to have as much ridiculous money as I want. But there's a lot of like details there. And the CEO, yes, you're focused on the opportunity, but you're also seeing all of it functioning all at the same time, right? You're not looking at, oh, when I get to, I don't know, six figures, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So if, if you look at the, the top, they're not, of course they love money, right? But money is not the, the, the end goal. It's a bonus. It's a given in this in this world, right? Of course, we want to be monetizing all the time. So I think that's the difference with a CEO mindset and employee mindset and how every, like everybody who's listening here on it you can apply the CEO mindset in relationship you can apply the CEO mindset with your finances with your dreams if you're if you're still a student with your with with where you see yourself it's more of what is it that you want and what are you willing to 
uh, what are you willing to do to get there? Who mm -hmm. are you willing to be to get there? Because I can guarantee you, everybody will tell you your crazy idea is crazy until of course somebody pays you for it and like oh my god why didn't you ask me to invest in your business <laughs> yeah you know i i love the the comparison versus the ceo and the employee right the employee mindset is okay when's the next paycheck what's yes. my next project and i've even heard people who say well i don't work here or or i just work here right and it's like that's a lack of ownership and an alignment of values with yourself and the organization. Because if I'm going to this organization and clocking in and out every single day, that's eight hours a day, roughly 40 hours a week. And to just say, well, I, I just work here. It's like, how, how you, <laughs> I just, that's like me saying, I just live here. You know, I just, I just live in my house, but I, but, but, but not be associated with yes. all of the things that need to be done. Yes. It's like, it's like, I think people are afraid to be invested, mm -hmm. you know, because they're there again, it's the limitation of, Oh, I was disappointed in the past. I had a bad boss. People told me so-and-so. So I think that that vulnerability to be invested and engaged in what they're doing, I think that's a gap. And I don't know, I think uh, society or, you know, even school has taught us to be cautious and I think mm -hmm. instead of cautious, I feel, why, what if our education was all about connectivity? What if we were taught that, you know, what if you, you're just connected with yourself, connected with the work that you're doing and just be present? Because there's a huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. When you're there, you're present, you know, like things would flow faster. When you're communicating with another organization, another department, you'll not hear complaints but you you're hearing for please help me how can we make it work how do how do we do this give us some strategy here how do we have that mindset where as versus seeing limits we see opportunities and, and close that gap so that we could be much more vulnerable and in tune to these opportunities i think the focus is how do i mm -hmm. okay not, not i think most of the most of the time people i and i'm sure at first when they first hear it, they will say, no, that's not me. But I, 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 what I've seen is people are so easy to judge others, easy to judge situations. And people are so easy to kind of like say, no way, right? No way, no way, that's not going to work. But I feel like, what if we shift that? And, and it's, it can be a pattern that you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. So though every time you're feeling like, but I cannot do that, or, but how? I suggest to add the word, how do I? Like, how do I? Okay. Oh, uh, I want, let's say, I want an extra 20% income increase. Okay. Mm -hmm. in, and of course, the doubt, the devil in your mind will tell you, no, you cannot do that. You know, blah, 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 blah. I think you need to focus on how do I get there? And stay with that, how do I get there versus the no. Because mm -hmm. I know like people tell, tell you, oh, but you know, I'm stuck in the how. It's not they're stuck in the how. They're stuck in the how you cannot, not mm. how you can. Most of the times, yeah. because they're now listing down the things that how I cannot. Oh, oh, but I cannot do that because, but I cannot do this because they're not really stuck in the how you can. Right, right, so, right, so, right. 
So yeah, that's so, interesting because it's like they're not they're not stuck in the in the steps that are required. They're just stuck yes. in the in those limit mindsets of yes. how how dare I dream this? Yes, big. yes, yeah, yes, yes. How dare you? How <laughs> you know? Who are you? How t- entitled mm. do you feel? And I feel like that is the big gap. So it's it's a small shift, really. Every time you every time you catch yourself, you know the, that moment when you're thinking, oh. Uh, I'll I'll give you a, a really basic example, and mm-hmm. I think this will touch everybody's hearts. When you go to a restaurant, or not just restaurant, any takeout, whatever, or go to a friend's place, if you're if you're served food that you don't like, what do you do? Especially if you paid for it, maybe a potluck, you pay for it, or you know your restaurant. Do you eat it or do you just leave it? It depends. Most often, if it's like. You know, I took, I ordered, took it home. It was like, ah, that was not what I wanted, but ah, I'm already here. Exactly. See, mm-hmm. exactly. Because that thought of throwing it away, the first thought that comes to you, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. How entitled am I? How dare I just throw away food when the world is, you know, suffering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. But, but why would you for me that just shows how much bs you're tolerating in your life mm. imagine how how staple food is how very basic food is so just imagine if you go to a restaurant to a coffee shop and you ordered let's say a drink that you wanted hot you're served cold you're saying oh that's okay that's okay you gave me hot if you gave me cold that's okay i don't want to, to be a bother to others mm-hmm. so, so just imagine right? it's the same it's like limit I don't want to bother you because, you know, uh, it's unfair to you or whatever, right? Like whatever that, that ego tells you. So now you're, you're now closing off all the opportunities that is possible. Imagine how much you're tolerating by seeing money as a reward, by, you know, by, by seeing the lack of money as a discipline. Because for if if you're thinking, oh, but, you know, I'm already here. I'm, let me just eat it. You're, the first thought that comes to you is a waste of money. I don't want to throw this away because I've paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, so just imagine how how many relationships are tolerated just because you know I've paid my dues here. You know, mm-hmm. I, even though I'm not happy in this relationship, let me stay in this relationship because I've already invested a lot of effort mm-hmm. in it. So instead of looking for ways to not necessarily fix a problem, but to to get to a point where where you feel satisfied, right? Like maybe asking the restaurant to see, is it possible for you to replace? I'm not happy with this. Just to express your feelings, mm-hmm. you tolerate it and you tolerate it until what? You're sick, the marriage is sick, the relationship is sick, the, the friendship is broken because you did not dare find that opportunity of growth, find that opportunity of like saying, I, you know, I'm not okay with this food. It's very good. You know, in the beginning of the year, individuals will set up a New Year's resolution or set up goals. And then on the other side, we have individuals that will set up one word. And this one word anchors everything they do. On this spectrum, if you will, are you leaning more towards one word or more towards setting New Year's resolutions? For me, I think I always look at how my intention for every year is simply a little bit better than last year. Let me not recreate my patterns from last year. Because at the same time, of course, we have goals, right? Uh, So we just look at the facts. So what did I make last year? What did I achieve last year? I want a little bit more than that. That's it. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I think I want the person of me. 
how do I respond more positively to to what the, the what life throws at me? Because at the end of the day, you know, we're we, shit happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know who who will tell us. You know, like shit happens. I think all all kinds of BS can be thrown at you. You can be trolled for every single thing: the way you look, the way you sound, the way you I don't know your nose, your mouth, mm-hmm. how 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 slim you are, how fat you are. You know, you're not the type of you know you're you're Asian, but not the typical Asian. You know, everything, mm-hmm. right? Like would be so for me it's really about how do I manage my own emotions how can I manage my own stress how can be how can I be the person that I still like looking at the mirror awesome so if you could if you could because I know you said you lean more to just making those goals and those incremental changes to be a better you but if you could have one word that encompasses all your life's work what would that one word be difference Mm-hmm. For those who are connected and want to get connected with you, how could they do so? Oh, I am all across social media. I'm new <laughs> to Clapper. <laughs> I just figured out Clapper, but I am all across social media. My handle is at Maria underscore K underscore Tan. I'm on YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, TikTok, uh, Clapper. So do come, uh, check me out. Let's stay connected and. Um, I am here really uh, wishing everybody listening that, you know, at the end of the day, the CEO mindset, we all have it. But sometimes we just need to turn on, turn it on because nobody, you know, like when you're young, nobody said, oh, wow, you're, you have a CEO mindset. Every, when I, I remember when I was young, people hated the fact that I was going after what I want because that was not normal. So I think it's really about owning who you are and allowing yourself to be okay that not everybody will like you 